Hello, this is Pastor Pete Beck III with LifeNet in Burlington, North Carolina. Welcome to today's podcast in the Finding Freedom in Christ series entitled Overcoming Abandonment. One of the foundational principles of what I call either biblical healing and deliverance, personal prayer ministry, or wonderful counseling is that all bondage is based on a lie. This goes back to the Garden of Eden where Satan seduced Adam and Eve to open the door to bondage and death by believing multiple lies. Satan convinced them that God did not have their best interest at heart and that disobeying him would not result in death. You know the rest of the story. Ever since then, Satan, whom Jesus called the father of lies, has been hard at work convincing each generation to believe lies instead of God's truth, which is found in the Bible and in the person of Jesus, the Messiah. One of the most devastating and predominant lies comes under the general category of abandonment. Adam and Eve abandoned God when they chose to follow the interloper instead of their creator, which resulted in God's casting them out of the garden, sentencing them to a life of hardship and cutting them off from the source of eternal life. However, God never truly abandoned them. In words spoken to the serpent, just after the exposing of Adam and Eve's sin, God gave us all the promise that one of Eve's descendants would defeat Satan. Genesis 3.15 reads, And I will cause hostility between you and the woman between your offspring and her offspring. He will strike your head and you will strike his heel. That's from the New Living Translation. This is the very first Bible verse related to the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, who is the fulfillment of that promise made to Eve via the words spoken to the serpent. The Hebrew word translated strike can also mean bruise or crush. Paul wrote thousands of years later that God's people will play a part in Satan's ultimate and utter defeat when he penned these words, the God of peace will soon crush Satan under your feet. That's Romans 16.20, the New Living Translation. If I were translating the Genesis passage, I would probably word it thusly. He will crush your head and you will strike his heel. Satan indeed struck Jesus at the cross, but that strike did not ultimately kill him. Instead, God the Father raised him from the dead and gave him authority over all things, including Satan. 
Satan was defeated on the cross. But we are in the, still in the middle of mopping up operations. God is using his people to finally and completely crush the devil. Psalm 110.1 says, The Lord said to my Lord, Sit in the place of honor at my right hand until I humble your enemies and make them a footstool under your feet. New Living Translation. We also learn from that Genesis verse that God has a line of people and Satan has one. God has separated out for himself people from the beginning of time. God chose the ones who would belong to him before he created the world. Ephesians 1, 3 through 5 reads, All praise to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly realms, because we are united with Christ. Even before he made the world, God loved us and chose us in Christ to be holy and without fault in his eyes. God decided in advance to adopt us into his own family by bringing us to himself through Christ. This is what he wanted to do, and it gave him great pleasure. New Living Translation. This passage strikes a death blow at the lie-based stronghold named abandonment. It does not matter whether we have been abandoned by our parents, spouses, or anyone else. If we become followers of Christ, the Bible tells us that it was because God chose us, not because we chose him. Jesus said in John 6, 44, For no one can come to me unless the Father who sent me draws them to me. And at the last day, I will raise them up. New Living Translation. No one has the innate spiritual ability to come to Christ without being drawn by the Father via his Holy Spirit. If you are a follower of Christ, it is because God knew you and chose you to be his before he made the world. It means that he sent his son to die for you and afterwards sent his spirit to draw you to Christ. He worked in you to open your heart to the gospel resulting in your being able to properly respond in repentance and faith. Ephesians 2, 8 through 10 reads, God saved you by his grace when you believed, and you can't take credit for this. It is the gift from God. Salvation is not a reward for the good things we do or have done, so none of us can boast about it. For we are God's masterpiece. He 
has created us anew in Christ Jesus so we can do the good things he planned for us long ago. New Living Translation. Once we come to Christ by faith, we are sealed with the Holy Spirit, who is the guarantee that God will complete or finish what he began on Calvary. Ephesians 1, 13 and 14 says, And now you Gentiles have also heard the truth, the good news that God saves you. And when you believed in Christ, he identified you as his own by giving you the Holy Spirit, whom he promised long ago. The Spirit is God's guarantee that he will give us the inheritance he promised and that he has purchased us to be his own people. He did this so that we could praise and glorify him. New Living Translation. Sometimes parents reject their own children. Often marriage partners become disillusioned or embittered with their spouses and abandon them. God never becomes disillusioned with us because he knew all about us before he created and redeemed us. There is nothing we may say or do that will catch him by surprise. When Jesus died for us, he saw us completely, the good, the bad, and the ugly. And he said a resounding yes to our Heavenly Father's choice of us to be in his eternal family. Jesus will never reject those for whom he died. Never will you hear the Lord say, Oops, my bad. I made a mistake choosing you. Instead, Jesus boldly declared the following words. Those the Father has given me will come to me, and I will never reject them. John 6.37, New Living Translation. If you are a person who continually battles with the inner belief that you will ultimately be rejected by those you love, that stronghold is no doubt based on past experience with disloyal people. It is likely that you even participated in the lie by preemptively abandoning others before they could do it to you. You have been deeply wounded which set the stage for believing the lie that even God will abandon you. It is not true. God will never leave you or forsake you. Joshua 1.5 and Hebrews 13.5. Let me conclude with Isaiah 41.9 through 10. I have called you back from the ends of the earth, saying you are my servant. For I have chosen you and will not throw you away. Don't be afraid, for I am with you. Don't be discouraged, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will hold you with my victorious right hand. New Living Translation. 
Now I will give you a short prayer to overcome abandonment. Father God, I now realize that I believe the lie that everyone I love and even you will eventually abandon me. Forgive me for thinking that you're like people who have rejected and left me. Thank you that you chose me to be your child before you even created the world. Thank you for sending Jesus to pay the penalty for my sins so that I could be reconciled to you. Thank you for sending your spirit to work inside me to make me open to the gospel. Thank you for sending those persons who shared the good news about Jesus with me. Thank you for those you sent to pray for me and disciple me. Thank you that you sealed me with your Holy Spirit, which guarantees that you will complete in my life that which you began when you one day raised me from the dead to dwell with you forever. I now renounce the generational lie of abandonment. I repent for believing that lie and acting in accordance with it. Thank you for setting me free from all these things. Help me to show love and loyalty to you and others for the rest of my life. Amen.